check. Okay. Having some technical issues, folks, but that is okay. Welcome back for everybody on YouTube. I apologize for the low camera quality. It is what it is. I'm not a video guy. I don't I don't know what to do with video. I think that I'm starting to figure out audio though. So we're, we're just gonna roll with it. Um, but we are almost done with our seven spiritual laws of success series. This is number six, the law of detachment. This is, of course, based off of the, well, it's a commentary on the book by Deepak Chopra. Not to say that I agree with everything he writes. However, I thought this was a very good book, and I wanted I wanted to talk about it. So let's get into it, the law of detachment. First quote is, the law of detachment says that in order to acquire anything in the physical universe, you have to relinquish your attachment to it. This doesn't mean you give up the intention to create your desire. You don't give up the intention and you don't give up the desire. You give up your attachment to the result. So it's funny that this is what comes up because I was just talking about this with somebody. I was, my, my point with this is that if you have a hierarchy of values and goals, um, yeah, if, if money, for example, if your success is too high up on that, then you lose all context. You, you, lose, um, you, you lose the ability to make wise decisions because you're going to start to prioritize things like save money over the people in your life, right? And maybe certain people, you're okay, it's okay to let them go. But in general, like money is not what it's about, right? It's a, it's about the people that you're with. If you put money over your spirituality, right, and you're not in right relationship with God anymore, you're not going to be happy. If you put money over your health and you're not healthy anymore, you're not going to be happy. And there's plenty of people out there that have all this stuff. They have all these materialistic things, but they're miserable. You can see all these depressed millionaires and billionaires, right? Because you're the same person when you get there. It's just that you've sacrificed the wrong things to get there. So that's one part of it. That's not all of it. We're going to keep going. The other thing, too, is that when, you, when you're super attached to an outcome, when you have to have things happen a certain way, you kind of get in your own way. When you're in a flow state, when you're just totally immersed in what you're doing, you're just, you're focused, you're, you're not worrying about the future, you're not worrying about the outcome, you're just totally absorbed and right here, right now, and you're putting all of your energy into that, you, you become unstoppable because you're totally immersed in that one thing. You're not distracted by anything. You're not thinking about other stuff. You're not, um, you're not getting confused by the fact or uh, discouraged by the fact that, Hey, you know, I've been working at this for two years. I've been working at this podcast for almost three years. Why am I not at a million followers? Why it hasn't worked out the way that I want it to. I I'm not what I thought I should be. I'm not as far as I should be there. I see these other people that are being more successful than I am. They haven't been doing it that long. What gives, right? If I'm focused on that stuff, ugh, sorry. If I'm focused on that, then what's going to happen is I start to one, I get entitled. Right. Because I'm like, I get mad. I get frustrated because, well, I should have the things that they have. It's like, oh, you don't, though. So obviously, you shouldn't have that. That's one thing. Two, it takes energy away from what could be used to create something meaningful. If you're fixated on it, has to happen a certain way. I have to have this perfect relationship that looks exactly like this versus I want a beautiful, intimate relationship with somebody that I can trust, who I can build a future and a legacy with somebody that I can rely on that has good character and isn't just attractive and isn't just pushing my hot buttons and getting me, you know, a little riled up. If I pick that person 
and I focus on making that relationship good, it's going to look different in the end than what my initial fantasy was, right? Um, my career has not turned out the way I wanted it to, but it's also been a lot better than I could have expected in many ways because what your your conception of the future is just an illusion. It's not real. It's a fantasy. It's something that's going on in your imagination. Now, it's good to, to take time to think about the things that you want. It's good to take time to fantasize, to daydream, to, you know, figure out, like, what could I be? If I really put my attention into it, what would I want to do, right? But if you fall in love with, the, like, it has to work out this way exactly, you're screwed because it's not ever going to work out the way you think it should. And thinking that it should be a certain way prevents you from accurately understanding what's really happening to you. If you're like, oh, but I'm doing the right things. Why am why is my not my, my relationship not working out? Why am I not getting promoted ahead of you know other people? Why did this? Why did that idiot get get the promotion and I didn't? Why is he moving up? Or you know why why is why is she with that guy? I should be with that person or whatever it is. It's like well, if you're fixated on I think it should be this way and it has to look this way, you you miss out on opportunities that could have led you to what you want. It's just going to look a little bit different, right? If you're not open to the idea of the fact that, hey, things are going to take their own course, the world is messy, and I'm not that smart. I think that I want these things, but in reality, as I as I grow, as I get better, as I progress towards those goals, I change, I learn, and I realize maybe that wasn't a good idea after all. For example, when I was 22, 23, I was like, I want to be the number one DJ in this area because that's what I was doing at the time. I hope you can't hear that for my drink. I was that's what I was doing at the time. And I thought, yeah, no, 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 that's that's a fantastic idea. I want to put my life into this. I want to do this for a long time, right? And I look back at it now, I'm like, that was stupid. That was terrible. I was I was a mess. I was um I was doing things that were not good for me. I was under some bad influences. Um, I was a bad influence. It wasn't what ultimately served me, right? And if I had stayed focused on like it has to be this. I have to I have to get to that particular point, then I would have missed out on the opportunities that led me to better things. All right. So again, it doesn't mean that you give up the intention to do something, right? If I say I want to write a book, I want to be a famous author, and I say, okay, I can't be attached to the outcome. I have to understand that, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take its twists and turns, it's gonna go a certain way, and I don't know where I'm gonna end up by the time I finish writing this book. If I fall in love with the idea, it has to be this, and I try to force it to be that thing, and that's not what it wants to be. That's not what life wants it to be. That's not what God wants it to be. That's not what people are going to respond to. And I'm like, but no, 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 I put all my effort into this, and nobody likes it. Why? It's like, well, because you're trying to make it something that it's not meant to be. So it doesn't mean that you say, well, I'm not going to write. It means that you're going to be willing to adapt to change as you go, and that you're not going to get fixated on any one particular thing, because... Have you ever noticed that people do that sometimes where they, they get locked in on something that they think is true or should be true, and they act as if it is even when it's clearly not, and they just get super neurotic and keep doing it over and over again, and they do it more and more thinking it's going to get better, right? It's like the pigeons plucking for the little, the little pellet. Right, they want that little pellet. They was just like if they if I hit this button enough times, the pellet's gonna come out. The pellet doesn't come out. It's happening over and over again, and they can't think beyond that because they're a pigeon. Am I comparing people to pigeons? Absolutely. People are bird-brained and not much better than the the fowl of the air. However, 
we could be better than the birds. We, we could a little bit better, maybe not much, might be marginal, but we have some potential that a, a carrier pigeon doesn't have. Although to be fair, carrier pigeons could show me up in any sort of survival situation where I had to find my way out of the place. I think I could live for a good while in one particular area. Um, but I, I don't think I would make my way out of it. I would just walk and I would just pick a direction and just walk for a really long time. I don't think I would be able to figure out where I was or make any realistic plan. I would just like, uh, eventually I have to end up somewhere. Hopefully that's true if it happens to me. Anyway, I'm thinking of one particular person. No, I'll use a personal example. I'll make fun of myself. That way I can soften you guys up for when I start making fun of you later in like two minutes. So for example, I have, I, I went through a, a process of dating people that were very clearly showing red flags and like every relationship was the same thing. I was like, why isn't this working? Why can't I make this happen? And it's like, well, because there's things that like, I think that this should work, but it doesn't. Okay. Now, if I was smarter, I would have figured that out much quicker or figured it out before it happened. Um, but I didn't, I kept doing the same thing over and over again, thinking, well, I can make this work. It's going to turn out a certain way versus if I had just been the best person that I could and done all the, th done things as best as I knew how, right? Like I treated the person as best as I could. I set boundaries the way that I should. I took care of myself and I prioritized what I needed to. It would have worked its way out pretty quickly. Like the, 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 I wouldn't have been with those people. And so, but I was fixated on this desire that it has to be something. I was so attached to that, that outcome that I thought should happen. And so I couldn't see the fact that it's not going to happen because I'm making very big errors in judgment relating to this person and, and, and to my relationship with them. And so, all right, let's move on to somebody else. I know somebody who is, what's the word, um, eccentric. He's, very, he's a very lonely guy. This one isn't me. I am lonely, but not not like this dude. He he um he's a little bit older. He's getting up there, and he complains to me a lot about how he you know he would like to meet somebody, he'd like to be in a relationship, or at least have like friends, like a solid friend group that like goes out and does stuff. They're like, okay, do you want to go to the movies? He's like, oh no, I don't no, I don't want to go anywhere. Like, well, what, what, who do you think you're gonna meet in your home? Like. The, the repairman, are you going to strike up a conversation with the dude that comes in to fix your countertops? Are you going to befriend the, the mailman? I don't know. Are you going, like, what are you expecting to happen? Are you going to order DoorDash every night until like the perfect girl just happens to show up with your pizza and assume that she won't think you're creepy for trying to hit a hit, hit on her when she shows up and tries to give you your food and run away. Like, what is your plan here? And I, I'm not trying to make fun of him, but I'm gonna, because it's, it's kind of silly. And I've already made fun of myself. So that's, we've established that, that dynamic here. Try not to take things too seriously. He, he complains about it though. And he, but he also refuses to, to change what he does. He just thinks that, well, I will at some point meet the right person. It's like, bro, you got to go out and meet people. You have to put yourself in a situation where you could be the right person because they're not going to come to your house. And that's like a super easy example, but it applies to, everything. If you're trying to learn an instrument and all you're doing is thinking, I should be X, Y, Z, I should be this famous musician. Well, then you're not engaged in the process. Now you're entitled thinking that, well, 
why am I not better than I am right now? I've seen this dude that I thought I was good. And then I see this other guy that's just killing it at the, uh, I don't know, the accordion, whatever it is that you play. Like, that dude, he's got mimes following him around and everything. He's out there in France right now. Shout out to France. Watching everything burn to the ground with his little dancing monkeys next to him. You know, he gets trapped in a box sometimes, but usually figures out how to get out, get out of it. And, you know, it's just he's got this thing going for him. And I, I can barely play a scale. What's happening there? And it's like, well, if you're if you're thinking that way and you're fixated on I have to be something, I'm not a successful accordion player unless I have, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what accordion fans are called. I don't even know what like type of music an accordion gets played in. I, I think that I've seen one at Bush Gardens or something like that. Anywho, point being, if you want to be good at something, you need to learn to fall in love with the process and just just make the good decisions in the moment, right? Yes, have your goal, have your guidance system, but don't be attached to it working out specifically like that. Because guess what? You're stupid, and the plans that you have made are also stupid. Now, you get less stupid by following through on things and getting experience and learning how stupid you were and then correcting course a little bit at a time. And those incremental improvements eventually make you slightly less dumb until eventually you get to the point where you're still dumb, but you're, you're successful and dumb. And so now you're you're happy and you have the things that you want, um, all the things that a dumb person um, feels is necessary to life. In my case, cigars and chocolate chip muffins. Anyway, that is that's going to be enough of that one. The second, sorry, a drink, but the second um, quote: "The search for security is an illusion." Oh, this is like my favorite quote of the book. The search for security is an illusion. In ancient wisdom traditions, the solution to this whole dilemma lies in the wisdom of uncertainty. Excuse me, the wisdom of insecurity or the wisdom of uncertainty. This means that the search for security and certainty is actually an attachment to the known. And what is the known? The known is our past. The known is nothing other than the prison of our past conditioning. There's no evolution in that absolutely, excuse me, there's absolutely no growth in that at all. So what he's saying, I mentioned this a little, a couple episodes, a couple episodes ago. Um, sorry, I'm not talking straight tonight. I uh, had a long day. But anyway, the point is that he's saying your attachment to security is foolish. It's not wise because security comes from what is what is you've already experienced which is your past right so if you're if you're getting attached to what makes me feel safe what do i feel comfortable with then that means that you cannot go anywhere that you have not already been because you're not comfortable doing new things you're a little bit uncomfortable even if you're the kind of person who's like no i love being uncomfortable i got comfortable with discomfort and i like trying new things and blah 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 there's things that make you uncomfortable by the way the people that say that are talking about like food. They're 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 talking about like like traveling. They went to Italy and they ate something that was still moving, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm going to try new things." But they don't take that super difficult job that is going to stress them out and really challenge them that they may get fired from that they're probably not qualified for. But they want to do it. They just like, eh, no, they're not willing to go that far. They're not willing to get you know on social media and argue with. The, the idiots of the world because it makes them uncomfortable, even though they have something valuable to say um, about the food that they're experiencing. <laughs> so I don't know. 
the point being that if you're if you're fixated on being comfortable, if you're fixated on security, you're a slave to the past, right? Um, and that's not a good situation to be in. You you have to get comfortable not knowing what's going to happen, and that includes your future plans. Because and I know that that sounds really like trite to say. It sounds very very obvious, very simple. But the thing is that we don't think about it, right? We say these things, and it's like it's so common. It's a it's a platitude. It's just. It's just a given, like, yeah, no, you've got to be uncomfortable because, of course, like everything that's worth doing is going to be hard. But then when you're confronted with the discomfort, you don't typically you don't think about it as, oh, this is the moment of growth. You think about it as like, oh, crap, I'm scared. Right. You think about it as, oh, I got to go to the gym right now. Really? Like, it's so early. It's only six o'clock and the sun's not even up yet. Like. This is not right. This is not natural. We're not meant for this. I'm supposed to be asleep. You know, like when you're confronted with, say, like I had this experience last year when I was knocking doors. Um, I was I was sitting in the car and I <laughs> do not want to do this. I was like sick to my stomach. I felt depressed. I felt just like my gut had dropped out of me. And I had that kind of same situation when I was in the military. I was like, I was very homesick. I was scared. I was uncomfortable. I didn't like anything about that environment for for a good while. And I just like I felt bad, and it initiated a lot of depression. Okay, which I talk about. I've talked about a lot before, um, which is the wrong response to that sort of thing. But this time around, I was like, the first thing that my mind went to was I used to feel this uncomfortable when I was like seventeen, eighteen, and I was just like sitting in this barracks room or I was out in the field with, with, you know, the boys doing, doing bad stuff to, to targets and um, tires and whatnot, blowing things up and uh, pretending to shoot at people that um, were not there with bullets that we couldn't afford because of, um, you know, that was under Obama's reign and we had budget cuts. So <clears throat> anyway, I remember thinking like, this is how I used to feel. And I got so depressed afterwards. Maybe this job is not good for me. Maybe this is like, I need to protect my mental health or something stupid like that. Um, maybe I need to take a step back and think like, maybe this isn't right for me and I should try something else. And then it occurred to me, I've heard this. I've said this a million times. You only grow when you're uncomfortable. And it just clicked like, this is discomfort. That's all it is. And I hadn't perceived it like that. I was like, you, you say it and it sounds so simple, but when you're in the heat of the moment, when you're actually facing that feeling, it doesn't present itself as something that could be good. It feels bad, right? Like you feel physically sick. You feel anxious. You start trembling. You feel like um, the only thing you want to do is go go home and, you know, go back to that boring job that, you know, or that that old relationship or whatever it is, because it's like it feels safe in a sense. And it keeps you chained to the past. Because it's like the whole the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. Like, what if this is worse? Well, what if it is worse, right? The point is, though, do you trust yourself to get through it if it is? Do you trust yourself to make intelligent decisions and to realize, hey, this is actually a bad decision? Um, what can I do with it, though? Can I learn from it? Can I leverage something better out of this? Can I use it as a stepping stone? Sometimes it is better to go back to what you did before. I think that that's super rare, though, right? Um it's, it's really rare. That was one thing I've, I've really struggled um, at certain times when I made the decision to leave the safe job that I know I could keep that was going to pay the bills, but wasn't going to be filling. It wasn't going to be like that. It wasn't going to make me rich. And I went off to pursue other things. And I remember thinking like, 
no matter what happens, I can't go back to that. Like if it's to the point where I'm literally homeless, like, okay, sure. But if there's any option, even if it's scary, even if it's, if it's a risk, like I have to take that risk because I, I just, I can't go back to where I was before. That's just, that would kill me. That would be like giving up. That would be such, that, that would be my conception of failure. Okay. And now it's not failure if you don't stay there, but even that step back, I was like, no, I can't do it. Like I'd rather, I'd rather move forward and fall flat on my face um, as long as I'm moving forward. And I've stuck to that. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to adopt that mentality, you have to be willing to work. Okay. Like you have to be willing to do stuff. Like you can't just sit around and wait for life to happen to you and for things to work out in your favor. You can't just show up and get a participation trophy and have people be like, Oh yeah, you're so good looking. Like you probably don't have to work that much. It's like, yeah, of course not. But at the same time, I should work a lot because that's the right thing to do. And I, if I rely on my looks all the time, um, then, you know, what do I learn from that? Right? Like I got to grow. I got to, I got to get better in some way. And plus, if I'm as good looking as I am and I work hard and I'm like a little bit more smart, more gooder at, at thinking things than a pigeon, then think how awesome I will be. Think how just like, I, I can't lose. Like at some point I have to win because just the, the deck is stacked in my favor. And I tell myself this stuff all the time. I have these little pep talks and, on the way to work and I say it to people all the time. People think that I'm conceited. It's like, no, I'm establishing the fact that I can't speak, but I'm also establishing, establishing, excuse me, the fact that I have a lot of confidence in myself. I'm not trying to be arrogant about it, but I want to be a little bit arrogant about it because like I, I, I err naturally on the side of fear. I really do. Like if that's just, that's just total honesty. Like I, I, I have always struggled with not wanting to do things that were difficult. And I'm not saying a little bit. I mean, I have really always struggled with that. The, I just, I really can't come to terms with allowing that to take over. I can't bear to admit that I was afraid and acted in fear. I don't even like admitting that I was scared, period. Admitting to that, that feels like to me, like, oh no, people are going to find out, you know? So I kind of just try to keep quiet and just do what I can. But the reality is that that's, that's how I feel. That's, that's my reality. And so the question is, do I want to be controlled by that, right? Because if I'm controlled by fear, then that means that anything that scares me is off the table. And since everything scares me, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> so I have to pick, like, what do I, what do I want to make out of this? And I was never happy in the past. Um, like, I was happy in the past, but I was never satisfied. And I always wanted more, and I always wanted to do more, and I always knew that I could be more. And I think that that's a pretty common thing. I don't think that I'm unique in that. I would imagine if you're still listening to this episode, if you listen to my show in general, you're, you're at least, even if you just like, in passing, just kind of just take a peek at it and you don't really get into it, but you're, you're curious, there's some spark there, right? Like there's something there. It may not be a lot, but the cool thing about fire is that you can build it bigger. You've got to fuel it though. You have to feed it. You have to give it stuff to burn. Um, whiskey is a good option. It's a very highly a explosive substance. Um, it lights a fire in me for sure. So a good example of this too is, you know, why do people go back to relationships that they were in before in the face of reality? Like, oh, this didn't work out. It'll be different this time because they're attached to history. 
they they have this attachment to what they know and they know something that wasn't good but at least it was something there right and they don't make this logical decision like well she wasn't that crazy they think i feel so bad now that and this is such an immediate thing that the pain of the past is it's not here anymore it's not in my face so why not go back to that because the pain that I feel looking into the future and realizing I don't know what's going on is much worse. And so that's kind of the point of this quote, at least part of it, is you have to get used to not knowing and being okay with not knowing and not just choosing like, oh, we don't know what's happening. Just do whatever you want. No, like be smart. Um, you're better than a pigeon. <laughs> How do I say this? <clears throat> Without being insulting. Um <laughs> You've, it's super important that you understand no matter what happens, like you can make course corrections. I think that if there's one thing I could point to that just paralyzes people into passivity, into inaction, is the fear of making the wrong decisions. And what that comes from is a fundamental lack of character on your part. And let me explain why. I'm not, I'm not trying to be insulting, um, which is why it took me so long to compose myself. I'm trying to be nice. Um, it's not working out. I'm going to let loose in a second. If you do not trust yourself, it's for a reason. It's because you haven't proven yourself trustworthy. So if you don't trust that you can fix problems as they come to you, as they present themselves, you are, it's because you you haven't established a habit of being um, somebody that can solve problems in the past. So if you avoid responsibility, if you don't do the things that you're supposed to do, if you're like, ah, it's hard, I'm not going to do it, or you don't work as hard, your brain is always watching you. Your unconscious mind knows what you get up to. You cannot lie from yourself. You're, you cannot hide from yourself. You cannot lie to yourself. You don't get away with anything because it's always watching. It's always there. You can try to like, oh, no, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. I know I stole from that person, but whatever. Or I know I was, shouldn't have been talking to that person, but I wasn't going to do anything. You know that you were wanting to do something. Maybe you didn't have the intention to take it further, but on some level, you were portraying availability to that person, right? You were putting yourself in that situation where you were at least accessible. You were opening the door, which is why I have such an issue with, Instagram, um, people get mad at me for that. Like, oh, you won't date somebody who has a bunch of provocative pictures on Instagram. No, why would I do that? That person's not trustworthy. Anyway, <laughs> when if you don't trust yourself to handle situations as they come to you, that's a really valuable insight into how you see yourself. Because if you trusted yourself, if you had confidence in you, you would have much less fear of the future because you would know, all right, yes, stuff's going to happen. It's going to be messy. It's going to take this unpredictable course. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know that I can fix it, right? And that's that's kind of the point that I'm at right now is that within certain limits, I really don't fear the future because I've, I've survived so many like really scary things that I thought were going to be the end of me. And I realized when I need to, I can figure this out. And life goes on, right? I didn't get shot. I didn't get stabbed. 
well, at least not the most recent time. Um, and like, I'm fine. I, 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 I was so broke at this one particular point. I was living, I was sleeping on the floor. I could barely afford gas to, to get to work. Work shut down because of you know quarantine and everything. It's like, what am I going to do? Well, I figured it out. I got through it. And because of that, I trust myself more. Now, to take that further, there are so many things that you can do. If you find yourself being the kind, if you're the kind of person who cannot, um, who is struggling to face the future, to face this uncertainty, and to come to terms with the fact that you don't actually know what's going to happen, you can plan, you can analyze, you can try to get the, exactly what you, you want lined up just so it's not going to work. You're stupid. You can't plan. You can't see the whole picture. There's too much going on in life, and there's too much about people that you don't understand. There's too much about yourself you don't understand, right? So you have to just do the best that you, you, you can. you got to go out there and just give it a shot and learn. Adjust course as you go, and you, you begin to get that confidence, one, by making real decisions and following through on them by making a tangible progression in your life. If you if you read a book and this one and somebody just sits in their house all day and doesn't do anything, they don't go anywhere and there's no story progression, right? Like at the end of it, there's no deeper relationships between the people. There's not a mystery that's being solved. They're just there. Like, what is that? That's not a story. There's no progression at all. Nothing happens. Nothing moves. You are the same way. You have to move. You have to get up and make something uh, tangibly change in your world. And you can do that if you're like, yeah, but like, I want to, I want to be this, whatever I want to be in this industry. I want to have this career, but how can I, I, I just, I'm scared to get started. I don't think I can, I can do it. Well, start doing things that you can do that are within your reach. I don't know, go work out, get a good exercise routine, build your body up, um, commit to reading every single day. After a couple months, you realize, you know what, even when I didn't want to read and learn, I did it anyway. I'm a little bit smarter now. I can start to take on the the, the pigeons that play ping pong. Not ready for the chess player, the, the chicken that plays checkers yet, but at least I can do the, the ping pong. Like I'm getting there, I'm growing, I'm expanding. All right. You see what I'm saying? You build up a reputation with yourself by doing things that are difficult and doing it. Like you, you overcome obstacles, you solve problems, right? Maybe you get a little bit a different job that's a little bit better it's a marginal improvement and by doing that you learn that hey i can adapt to new situations or maybe you go start a new friend group like you join a club of some sort and you realize i can actually be around people and not implode like all my social anxiety is not that serious it's just all in my head funny um okay we're almost done last quote last quote last quote make a drink When you experience uncertainty, you are on the right path, so don't give up. Okay, well, I probably could have read those together. If you're totally confident in yourself and you know exactly what to do with everything, you're not pushing yourself. You're not growing. If you are in a situation where you're not being stretched a little bit, and now, listen, you don't have to go like a million miles an hour in all aspects of life, okay? You don't have to take on the job that you're not really ready for, but you're you're excited to take on. And also take on a totally new diet, totally new workout routine that's way harder than anything else, else you've ever done. And also start this crazy meditation journaling program, which I'm not against that stuff. But again, like it's like the best use of energy, right? Like I was I was writing something um, this morning and I was 
I was mentioning the fact that a lot of people, they try to do all this stuff that they see these quote influencers doing on TikTok and social media, whatever else. And it's absurdity. Get up at four in the morning, go for a six mile run, work out for two hours, come back, meditate, journal while listening to an audiobook. Then go do, stop. Like if those things bring you joy, do them, right? If you feel better about yourself after doing them, then do them. If you're not ready to, to like undertake a serious intellectual pursuit, go journal, go, go do something. Okay. Go read two pages a day. Do start with where you're at. There's nothing wrong with that, but don't mistake that for the real progress. Like those things can be valuable um, additions to something, but I just, it gets on my nerves when people are like, oh, this is a self-help community and this is how we make you better. Go say affirmations in the mirror. Like, bro, go to work. Get up off of your ass and like apply yourself to something. Show up 20 minutes early and start working before anyone else gets there. Think that your little self-improvement, right? Like that's going to get you much further. Decide that you're going to do 10% more work every day this week than you normally do, whatever that looks like for you. Decide that you're going to do however many more, more reps at the gym. Decide that you're gonna run however many more miles, whatever it is that you're applying to. If you're practicing an instrument, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice an extra 20 minutes a day. I'm gonna increase that by 20 minutes a day until that's just natural and that's just what I do. Then I'm gonna bump it up from that another 20 minutes, right? Now, a couple weeks down the road, I'm, I'm basically at an hour. You know, like you have to do the things that you're trying to improve. You can't just sit around. Meditation is fantastic. Do it. Absolutely. hundred percent. But don't conflate the time that you spend in your manifestation exercises with actual progress. It's like people do that stuff because it's comfortable. The reason that these self-help people are pushing that so much is because they know that they can get people to do it. If I sit here and say, listen, guys, the only thing you need to worry about is making your affirmation journal um, full of like really sparkly stickers so that you want to do it. Go sit down and write out your life goals every single day. Give yourself a gold star when you do it. Like, yeah, I can get a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I don't want to actually work, but I want to do something like that makes me feel better about myself. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, that's not helping anybody. And that's why these people are like popular. It's because they tell people what they want to hear. Then you got people like me that are a little bit abrasive and are willing to say the truth. It's like, no, you have to apply yourself to what matters. So decide what matters to you. Set a good hierarchy of values, right? Start with the things that are actually the most important. Don't, don't fall into this nonsense about how it's just about money or it's just about status. I, I, I don't understand where these people are coming from. Anybody, like, it's, it's a cliche how... Often people go down that route and they pursue their career, they pursue whatever to the to the detriment of the rest of their lives. I'm not saying don't pursue your career, do that, like be successful, but not to the detriment of the rest of your life. Like, you know, if you're working 80 hours a week and you love your wife and she's a great partner, great mother, and she's like, hey, can you, I don't know, be home for dinner twice a week? And you're like, no, I can't do it. I go to work 12 hour shifts every day. Like if you absolutely have to, that's the situation you're in, you're surviving, then yeah, good on you like for doing that. But if you're doing it just to compete with other people, dude, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, let's make fun of women too, because I don't want to just take one side. So if you're the kind of girl, what do I want to go with? 
I got so many options here. Hold on. Let me think about this. Let me find just the right level of um, inappropriateness. You know, I'll stick with the tried and true. You know, I think that women compete with them with each other way too often um, in very silly ways. And a lot of it comes down to appearances. And so they'll get really fixated on um, like their social rating, I guess, for lack of better terms. So they'll feel left out. This is what I've observed anyway. If you think I'm wrong, by all means, tell me. But this is I've seen this pretty repeatedly. They'll get fixated on things like how other people perceive them. And so they will act so as to please the group to the detriment of their romantic relationship, right? Like the guy that they're with who loves them, who is willing to sacrifice the rest of his life for her, he'll work himself to death for her, he'll give her kids and do everything he can to take care of her and them, right? But society says, well, how, how can you stand being in a controlling relationship with somebody that doesn't let you um, go out to the club and party every weekend? Like, what a douchebag, right? And they'll, they'll bow to that social pressure. I've seen this happen with multiple friends. And I mean, again, I'm not saying that men don't have the same um, proclivities, just like some women probably pursue career more than others. Um, but it's at the same time, like, is your value to people who are not going to be there when the chips are down, is that greater than the, the person that's willing to sacrifice for you? If you're someone who's back to the first example, if you're somebody who's really overly fixated on competition and, and, and career and making something happen, and it's like ruining your relationship with your, your wife or whoever, like what, what are you competing for, right? Like you're doing these things so that you can have a good life, so that you can take care of your family, so that you can be, you can provide, you can, you can not be homeless. That's a great start. Beyond that, they keep doing it. Yeah, we want the vacation, right? But what good is the vacation if we're all fighting, right? What good is your little group of friends if you're heartbroken because you've ruined the only good relationship that you have ever come across? And now, okay, well, I know what's going to happen after that. Well, both people plunge themselves further into what they've been doing because, well, what else can you do but justify it and exacerbate the situation? Because if you were to admit that you were wrong, that's much too painful. We can't do that. So <clears throat> that was a little bit of a detour. But people keep saying they like it when I rant, so I might keep doing that. Who knows? The point being, you've got to get uncomfortable with uncertainty. And within uncertainty, the better you can be at regulating your emotional responses um, to those confusing times, the, the better you set yourself up for success because we like to think that we have this this stuff figured out. We like to think that we know what's going to happen. You know, we, we choose the job because, or we go to college because that's going to get us a job because that's going to give us the money we need. And that money is going to give us the life we want. And that's going to allow me to have a family that I want. And if I choose this relationship, then blah, 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 blah. Right. We like to think that we have this plan, but the reality is that that can all change in a moment that can be external. It can be internal, right? Like you may start, there's been so many things I've started and I realized a couple months in, like, this is actually not for me. A couple of years in, I realized, like, this is so stupid. What was I thinking? And I get out of it. I'm like, yeah, that was a colossal waste of time. <laughs> but <clears throat> the more that you can get, uh, and, like, if you if you have been paying any attention to the last couple of years, 
you realize that things can change externally too. Like you could have, I don't know, all of your rights taken away because of the cold. Um, you could be forced to stay inside and not be allowed to work because, you know, somebody might get sick and get a bad cough and like, oh no, we don't want that. So <clears throat> things can happen to you, right? Like that's a good example because a lot of people lost jobs during that time. A lot of people um, lost relationships during that time too. A lot of people lost their faith in humanity. <laughs> um, I think when people started getting in fistfights over toilet paper, we all kind of realized that um, we were screwed. Even if we got through this, like that's the state of people. Like, come on now. Um, don't be like that though. Don't think that because a couple idiots panicked and freaked out that everyone's like that. Of course, a couple people panicked and freaked out. People are not the brightest like there's gonna that's gonna happen uh, most people are pretty good though most people are pretty cool um it's sometimes buried and you got to get to it but if you treat people as if they're a good person persistently and like you just assume over and over they're a good person and you have a thick skin so you can deal with them not being that nice to you um it's kind of rare that you can't wear someone down and if you're consistently a good influence to them because people aren't mean because they want to be mean they're they think that that's the best way to get what they want. And what they want is to feel safe. What they want is to feel um, valued, respected, to feel like they can handle what life throws at them because people are uncertain. People can do anything. And so it's easier to just try to control them or it's easier to push them away or whatever it is. When you kind of are a good example to them, though, and it brings us back into uncertainty, it, it provides some stability. It's like, this person's actually nice to me, right? Like you're a good example and you can have a good influence. Um, that's a little bit of a detour, but back to being okay with the uncertainty thing. Once you trust yourself to handle problems as they come, because you develop a good character, some, somebody that is able to react intelligently to problems and to solve them and to, 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 to just roll with the punches, to take the wounds that are, that are going to come. Once you trust yourself to do that and you can start small, start with where you're at. You don't really have to worry about anything. You're still going to feel fear. You're still going to experience anxiety, but it doesn't control you, right? You don't become a slave to it. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up. We've got one more of these, and then I'm thinking the format might change a little bit. I haven't totally decided, um, but I'm leaning towards some just ranting for a little while. Um, we'll see what happens. I might decide to do something more uh structured but that's not really my thing so we'll see what happens but stay tuned folks i'll see you soon thank you for listening guys good luck